Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Best friends. Or not. You're my best friend, but I'm not your best friend. You're my best friend, and I'm not yours. That's a song. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, do you want to know a cute fact I learned today? I've always wanted this. It is about one of the dogs in the animal shelter where I volunteer. <gasps> Um, and her name is Wendy, and she is a dog that uh, is labeled at the shelter as an introvert for life, oh. much like me. <laughs> so that means like she doesn't particularly do well with other dogs. She would prefer a quiet home because, you know, she was severely, severely malnourished and neglected. She's doing much better now. She's still like a shy, shy dog. She might not be the one that would like excitedly greet you every day, but she's such a loving animal. Anyway, so <laughs> found out. That something that really makes her calm and happy is singing. <gasps> yeah, she no! responds really well to music. So oh my someone, god, she's the Cerberus from fucking Harry Potter. The three-headed dog. Yeah. yeah, you're totally right. Oh my god. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. That is so. That's this has gotten even cuter. Isn't that adorable? I'm so happy. Did you sing to her? No, I didn't. I I have wasn't on. I wasn't at the shelter when this was discovered. But someone in our like private Facebook group where all the volunteers are posted a, a video of them like laying together and like a video of her singing and Wendy just like loving it. Oh. Isn't that so cute? She finds it really soothing. She looks so happy and relaxed. Anyway, Wendy's available for adoption on AliveRescue.org. How, tell me, how large is she? She is about 35 to 45 pounds. She's like a small to medium-sized dog. And what colors is she? She's like speckled brown, white. Oh, Looks great in a sweater. So she wears sweaters. How many paws? Four, unfortunately. All, all four? All four, that's I know. That's okay. I, I, mean, I mean, that's fine, but I prefer my animals to have one less limb. I it, think it's the cutest thing in the world. It makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Speaking of animals with fewer functioning legs. So Maria, our mutual friend, yes, uh, and my ex coworker, your current coworker, yeah, um, she has been fostering this kitten with um, Mo. Mo. So the kitten's named Motorboat because uh, she purrs constantly, like really loudly. <laughs> Is and, that what I think of when I think of the word motorboat? Yeah, but. me neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and every time I talk about the cat, I call her Moby because it's not motorboat yep. and it's very close to motorboat, yep. and her name's Moby to me. But anyway, but her back legs are paralyzed and she just got new wheels. She just got new wheels. I saw that video. She got fitted for wheels and is the cutest thing in the whole world. And she, I think, not not now, but will be available for adoption. And honestly, like it is taking all that I am to not adopt Moby. And I can't. First of all, my partner says no. Very rightly says yes, no. Yes, yes. Because I have a gigantic, awful orange disaster cat. You have a cat. tiger in the house. I have a tiger in the house. And all he does is knock over my three-legged cat. So I can only <laughs> imagine that with a two-legged cat, this situation would be much worse. However, like, seriously, guys, like, if there's anybody in Chicago who needs a two-legged cat or a four-legged dog, please get in touch and we will send you to the appropriate authorities. Absolutely. I also cannot get another dog right now. I can't get Wendy because she doesn't. She wouldn't want to be around Mavi. But also, I have been outvoted in my household. Both Mavi <laughs> and my partner were like, no, no new animals yet. Someday we're definitely going to get another dog. And I've been wanting another dog for like 
since the day after we got Mavi. Like, yeah. let's just get more, 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 more. If it were up to me only, I'd have like four dogs and it would be not a good situation. Like people say crazy cat lady, like it's some kind of bad thing. But here's the reality. If I had a situation in which I could continuously acquire cats, I that would be a baller situation. Yeah, it sounds great. I would be very into this. Just like pile them on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of best friends. <laughs> Uh, You know, cats and dogs can be your best friend, and that's because they don't talk. But in real life with uh, human beings, it can be much more complicated. We've got two questions. That was one of your best transitions I've ever heard. Thank you. Well done. It's really good to know that I'm finally getting better at this after, you know, 300 some odd episodes. It's actually only been 185 episodes in like three years. Really? I know. That That math doesn't add up. That sounds incorrect. Either way, these questions are about best friends. And just to preface, uh, we've talked about best friends before. And we've mentioned, like, you don't have to be best friends with your best friend, your breast your breast friend. <laughs> That's something else. That's a different thing. Your best friend, need- <laughs> uh, it doesn't need to be best friends with you. Uh, the song I was singing earlier is from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And it's called, You're My Best Friend, But I'm Not Yours. And that's okay. Oh, so this is like something that's becoming normalized in TV shows. It should be. Interesting. In my opinion. Yeah. Because like it's not, I don't think it's possible to always be on the same page of intensity of loving with all of your friends. So the traditional depiction of this, of best friend friendship is you have one best friend and they're your best friend and that's it for life. And you've been, you've been best friends since you were in diapers. And that's certainly possible. But like, as you grow into adulthood and your friendships change, you kind of realize like, oh, they also have another best friend from college. It kind of comes to light that actually you're not the only best friend in someone's life. And that is so okay and yeah. normal and fine. Like some people are like, this is my best non, uh, this is my best male friend. This is my best um, uh, friend at work. This is my best friend from high school. Um, there are all kinds of labels like that. Yeah. We'll get into it in more in depth. Man, I just remember this. One of the very first questions we've ever answered was, um, when can I find the Alana to my Abby? Yeah, man, that was like our third episode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a reference to Broad City where it focuses on two women, Alana and Abby, who have been best friends for a very long time. And we answered then and we stick to this that that is an uncommon situation. You might not find that person. You will almost definitely not find somebody who compliments you perfectly and who uh, is your uh, narrative foil. It's it's not going to. Yeah. You know what I always appreciate about Broad City is I, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure is they don't live together. I, yeah, I've never watched I'm it. I'm pretty I sure should, they're I'm but... almost positive they're not roommates. That's uh, good. And, but a lot, yeah, but a lot of their friendship is based on like living in apartments in, in New York City and like getting along with people. So, and like they're definitely like the age where apartment living and roommate is, is like a big part of their lives. But they, they have somehow in the background decided not to be roommates. And I think that is so smart. Just because you're best friends doesn't mean you need to live together. Like, Jen, I could room with you forever. Yeah, I don't think we'd make good roommates, though. But we shouldn't live yeah. together. God, nothing would, we would never leave. <laughs> That's too much. That would be bad. We would just co- cocoon up together in one pile. Um, we would gather uh, pieces of paper and make a nest. <laughs> like, just blue, glass. Anyway, first question. <laughs> first question. Hello, friends. I recently realized that someone I'm very close with and consider one of my best friends does not feel the same way about me. We'd been talking about me getting them a ticket to visit my city for a few months. When it came up today, they brushed it off and indicated that visiting me was very low on their priority list. This led to a bit of flood of feelings like, oh shit, am I the annoying guy? And do I message them too much? 
How do I reconcile the closeness I feel with them with the lack of reciprocation? I know the easy answer is just get over it, but I'm hoping there's something more I can do. Okay, something's off here. We have questions that you will not be able to answer because you don't have a podcast that you could just like feedback to us. Right. But we're going to voice our, our confusion aloud anyway. Yes. So first off, we are not certain whether you are asking for your friend to come visit you for a few months or you have spent a few months talking about your friend visiting you. I hope it's the second one. We had been talking about me getting them a ticket to visit my city for a few months. I hope that means, as Trin said, that for the last few months we've been having a discussion. Right. Like uh, taking a few months, let's just, I'm going to say this. I am so certain that it's not this situation that let's just spend a few sentences being like, okay, if it is, then this is the actual problem. Right. But okay, what the hell kind of world would you ever want someone to stay with you or be beholden to you for entertainment, even if they're not staying with you for a few months? I mean, that's asking for a roommate. As when we just covered that, like that's a big ask. Do you know how long months are? They are a roughly 30-day period. And if this, if the years 2017, 2018, and 2019 are any indication, months can feel much longer than that. So you're asking, so months multiple would mean roughly at least 60 days. Yeah, that's how math works. Yeah, I got that same number. That's at least two periods. You would menstruate twice. Maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe less. But the Maybe fact- not at all. <laughs> Covering our bases. <laughs> just covering all, <laughs> all ovum-based <laughs> issues. I just want everyone to be able to relate to this. Yeah, same. <laughs> Relatable content. No, don't do it. Okay, so, so if that's the problem, if it's that you want them to visit for a few months. You will definitely hate them after two weeks. Yeah, just revisit this, this topic entirely and be like, do you want to pop by for a weekend? Okay, done. Moving on. Okay, now we're going to explore the more realistic possibility, which With- is that for the past few months, you've been talking back and forth about getting a ticket for them to visit you. Yes. So there are a lot of complications in here that I don't think that you've considered. And you, I think you may have jumped to conclusions. Here, here are the complications. One, you buying a, a ticket for a friend, money is so uncomfortable among friends. It really may be that they like the idea of coming to visit you. They don't have the money to come visit you. But when it comes right down to it, they are deeply uncomfortable with you buying them something that they cannot or um, are not currently wanting to reciprocate. Yeah. I mean, we've covered this in, in a few different episodes over the many thousands of years we've been doing this podcast. Right. And money is a weird thing to owe a friend. I'm uh, planning a bachelorette party right now. Well, my friend is actually planning it, but I'm like trying to help. And it is making me so uneasy that I'm asking people to pay to hang out with me. Oh, Jen. And I, I needed a reassurance. Every time this comes up, she has to be like, it is okay to have your friends pay for dinner. And I'm like, I don't think it is okay. It is though. But it's, it's just hard. It's confusing and difficult. And something as large as a ticket price, Oof. it's a lot. It's a lot. And um, it may be that the two of you have very different financial situations. So you may, maybe you simply have more money than this friend. And so it seems so little and so paltry to you. This could be the case. It might not be the case. Just try and, and, uh, and bear in mind that money adds complication emotion, obligation, and reciprocation. And it sounds like they'd have to take time off of work or school or whatever they're doing. That is so anxiety-inducing, planning trips. They said when it came up today, they brushed it off, indicated that visiting me was very low on their priority list. But you didn't tell us what they said. What do you mean indicated? Indicated that it's low on the priority list. Was this over text? 
Are you like, what's, I'm just wondering how that came across. Cause I, I'm sure that I've accidentally been rude on text many a time. Also, them traveling to visit you being a low priority doesn't mean that your friendship is a, is a low priority. Oh, yes, exactly. I'll tr- I, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I really want to visit my friend Nadia and go to Napa with her, but that's not on the table for like a couple of years. Like we, she's in medical school and I have a podcast, so... <laughs> You're we're planning very, we're bo- a wedding. We're both very busy. Traveling is exhausting. So let's let's go a little bit more deeply into this. There is a universe in which your best friend is indeed still your best friend, and it's the traveling component, it's the money component, it's other components that they don't uh, that they they're not into. It could be that this person doesn't want to be away from home. No matter where it is that they go, maybe it's that they love their pillows and their plants and their cats. I am going to a games convention later this month that I'm really stoked about, but I don't really want to spend six days away from my plants and my cats and my fiance and my warm couch and pillows that I like and sheets that are not on a hotel bed. (laughs) You know, like I I am excited to see all my friends at this convention. I'm going to go and I'm going to have a nice time. But if I had the choice, I would cancel my ticket right now and I would stay home. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and my I have nothing actual, to add to that but agreement. My actual best friends, a few of my best friends will be at Boston with me. Carlin's going. Oh, that's awesome. Right? So it's just like I have no reason to not want to go there other than the fact that home is simply better. Yeah, it is. Is there anything better than coming home from a trip? Oh, God. It's the oh. best feeling in the world. I'm just thinking about leaving right now and it's making me so upset. And again, I am stoked to be there. Like I, I, I am doing this mostly voluntarily, even though it's partially for work. And it's a good time, and I go every time, but holy shit, I just want to pile cats on top of myself. Yeah, I mean, I love traveling, and I hate it. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. (laughs) I mean, I think that that's a normal and healthy relationship with traveling. Yeah, totally. We both hate and love each other. That's how it goes. Um, So let's say that this is not about travel, that this is indeed a difference in how the two of you view your friendship. I want to make very clear that this is not a choice between best friend and annoying guy. There are a million different types of friendships in between. You do not lose a level and go back down to like square one. (laughs) That's so true. Good friend or you're dead to me. Yeah. You went down a level. You got to go grind some wolves in the forest now before you can get back up to uh, best friend. I I keep on saying breast friend. I know. What does that mean? I did. Okay. Well, so uh, I don't even, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay. I just forgot to put on a bra today. Oh. And so I think I might just be thinking about that. Yeah. You're, you're channeling what's going on. I'm feeling like, you know, nice and loose. You know, <laughs> like I'm just shimming my shoulders around and it feels real nice. It's good. It may, maybe it's not my, you know, it's probably just I'm mistaking the word. It's probably mm, has nothing to do know. with I don't know. I like digging the psychology of this. Breast. Okay. Uh, anyway, what we're saying is bear in mind that you do not have to feel the exact same things about one another to be friends. There was a move, apparently, right? Your friend lives far away now. I imagine that they did not live far away before. Growing a little bit apart isn't bad. It's benign. It's a, just a thing that occurs. It's natural. It happens. Time, space, distance, these things uh, you cannot, you cannot overcome. Right. That I doesn't mean you, he, that doesn't mean you're the annoying guy. I spent a semester abroad in Germany and I bring it up all the time because it was like one of the best things that ever happened to me. I haven't been to Germany since I was 21, but I still love it. I, like, 
you know, I haven't been there. You haven't soured on it. Like, well, Germany hasn't been to visit me in a while. Germany. (laughs) It's just the whole place. Angela Merkel, I'm going to call her up and break up with her. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, I, I, I think that... There's there's some nuance in here that you are missing. Yeah, I think you need to explore many possibilities that don't include immediately shutting down the friendship or being unkind to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's also like take stock of how things are right now. How close are you? Yeah, yeah. Look at the friendship critically with open eyes and be like, when was the last time we hung out and had a good time? When was the last time they asked me how I'm doing and seemed genuinely interested in the answer? It is definitely worth examining your friendship because, you know, I know we're trying to open you up to other possibilities, but you could be dead right about this. Right. Like you could be the annoying guy. And you know what? That's okay because no one's annoying all the time. Yeah. Like we we think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. We think you're the wrong guy. <laughs> we think that you're incorrect here that either your best friend does love you just fine and it's about the travel or it's, you know, you're asking them to come over for too long or whatever. We don't think that you are right. But you could be right. You could be the annoying guy to this person, but that doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you the annoying guy in every friendship and relationship you've ever had. It's just like maybe something's off in this friendship right now and you can fix it. Yeah, yeah. Don't let your imagination run away with you, which is exactly what I would do. But mm-hmm. But that's why we do this show, because you can do better than us. <laughs> Big same. Yeah. I think I have done this. Yeah, yeah. You're you're going to the worst possible scenario, which is that you're like the the bad or the annoying guy in the situation. And you could be annoying or grating to this friend, but that's not like a firm personality trait. Like you are right. not the annoying person to everyone you know. It's just I just know that I just know that that's that you're not. It's also like long distance friendships uh, can work perfectly well as evidenced by Jen and Nadia's relationship that she mentioned earlier. Um, She lives far away, but they are still very tight friends. I think it's just time to take stock of of where you are right now. Leave this in their court. You know, say something like, I'm still open to having you over. So how about when you feel like that's feasible, let me know. And then you drop it. Love it. Leave it in their court. That's great. And remember that they might not ever visit. Yes. Because I, now they're not, this is a Nadia heavy episode. I hope she's okay with that. Uh, She's Uh, fine. When we were growing up, we lived apart. And for years, I would talk about visiting and I actually never did. And it bugs me to this day that I never took advantage of going to visit her when there were opportunities presented to me. But we're still close now. It just never happened. It never panned out. It's not a requirement for you to be friends or even best friends to see each other like a certain number of times a year. It's just that this is how relationships morph and change. And maybe one day you'll be living in the same city again and you'll see each other all the time or maybe you freaking won't. I mean, either way... You could still be friends. You could still be best friends. I think it's just time to take a quick log of everything. Do you text them a lot and they don't text back? Do they text really short answers? Did you used to talk on the phone all the time and now you don't anymore? See if anything else has changed. And if you can fix it, try to. And if you can't, well, dude, like, I don't know. You don't need this best friend. You don't. There are many fish in the sea, although not so much anymore because of climate change. And plastic. And plastic and our rising sea levels. But the good news is the sea levels are rising, so all of this will not be a problem for you soon. Jen, that's too dark. Too dark. I think you, I think you finally went too dark. I think, <laughs> I think you're having that's the a, limit. a Jean Grey Phoenix Force moment right now. Like your eyes are doing the, the, I'm a, you know, you know how like every TV show has demon eyes? Like, you know, they're turning into a demon because their pupils just got huge. Jen is all pupils right now. I'm back. What just happened? I'm back. Oh, Oh, I'm back. Did I say something weird? (laughs) No, no, you're good. You're good. (laughs) In conclusion, there is something else at work here. We are almost positive. Maybe you're right. We're pretty sure you're wrong. 
if you are the annoying friend, it's not a label that sticks to you and you're an annoying guy in every freaking situation. It may just be that you need to rework how you interact with this particular friend. Bring it up one more time. Leave the uh, visiting you in their court. It's going to be more effort on their part to visit you, even if you pay for the ticket. So remember that that is, that is a difficulty that they would have to deal with. And your friend doesn't have to visit you for you to be best friends. Perfect summary as usual. Thanks, Jen. I do my best. Question two? Yeah, sure. I have a friend, inside of quotes, who just keeps forcing herself into my daily life and won't leave me alone. I know it might sound a little mean, but she constantly asks me if I'm free to hang out. And when I tell her no, she tries to invite herself along anyway. I want to tell her no every time, but I still live with my parents and they like her a lot. So often when I'm having a me day, they'll invite her around. She just doesn't seem to get that I want alone time or to hang out with people other than her. Currently, my only plan is to wait around until I graduate and then move far away. Help? Woof. So much. I cannot get over the sentence forcing herself into my daily life. Forcing is such a bad verb. Also, daily. Daily is a lot. Do you have any friends you see every single day? Are they stopping by as like a neighbor? Are they hanging out for hours? I have so many questions. The only thing I do every day is watch Jeopardy. And that doesn't, <laughs> that's not even on the weekends, unfortunately, unless I can find a rerun. We're assuming that uh, because you are talking about graduating and because your parents are involved in this, that this is a situation with maybe teenagers or um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you young adults, college age, because again, you say graduates. I'm assuming that it's late teens, early 20s, something like that. So this is a lot. This sucks. And you are right to want your alone time and you are right to want to hang out with other people. We think that this problem actually starts with your parents. Yeah, that adds just a whole nother layer of confusion because they're the ones like letting this person inside and into your company. Right. I don't know what your relationship with your parents is like, but I assume that if it was bad, you would have mentioned that. If you can, I would suggest to talk to them about this because they're inviting the situation into your life. And I don't know from the question whether they know that you don't like this interloper, this friend. I know. I'm so curious what you've said aloud about this. It might be nothing. I think we hear from a lot of people that this is their first time voicing the problem. So like you said, when I'm having a me day, have you voiced aloud that you are having a me day? And your parents and your friend may not know what a me alone time looks like. Like they, your parents might see you playing video games and assume you want someone else to play video games with you. And that is absolutely not. I want to play The Sims by myself. Yeah, they won't know better unless you talk to them. And that can be a difficult thing to hear when we're talking about parents. Parents just don't understand. They don't. You know, you could kind of expect them to, like, especially when you're like in your late teens, early 20s, and you're, you're reaching that point where your parents seem more like people and like they don't yep. know everything kind of thing. Lean into that, okay? They, do, they are people. They don't know everything. They want to try to do, generally parents want to do what is best for you. They want to do what they think is best for you. And they won't know that what is best for you is to have some time alone unless you tell them. You got to communicate. I'm wondering if the parents are getting something out of this situation. Are they inviting the friend's parents over also? So all your parents are hanging out and so they're making the two of you hang out? 
that's really unfair to you. That that seems like they are using you to have kind of like scot-free hangs with their parent friends. And that's that's not cool. Yeah, that is not cool. They, you can talk to them about that. Yeah, you can say that. Like, you can say, I would rather not hang out with this person so much. They were here every single day. I can't hang out with this person every day. The only time my parents have ever insisted I hang out with someone, and God bless them, my mom has, I remember my mom saying, to someone else when I was 16, Jen just likes her solitude. Yeah. And I remember feeling so understood, oh, which so like to, be un- to feel understood at 16 is like, whoa. Like it's, there's a reason I still remember it today, a thousand years later. Um, but anyway. You the, mean four years Four later? years later. I am now 20. That's yes. how math works. Mm-hmm. The only time my parents ever made me hang out with someone was a next door neighbor who was in a bad family situation. And my parents felt they could only do what they could do. And that meant taking this kid and me and this kid's brother out to a movie and because they never did anything fun. So it was, uh, we're gonna we're helping out this family. And to be, I, I don't want to be like, good job, parents. I loved it. I was miserable. I hated spending time with this kid who was not very kind to me, but I know my parents were also trying to help him out. Yes. Is that happening here? You didn't give us any indication, but I just I just had to say that out loud. I don't think it's fair of them to use their daughter to like for somebody else's socialization. Yeah, agreed. I think this is putting you in a very weird position. Right. Yeah. Man, I've just, I think this starts and ends with the parents. Yeah. Because uh, if they're the ones who are inviting her over, if they're the ones who are ruining your me time. So let's talk about how you talk to your parents. Yeah. So first, um, we don't know if you're equally close to both of your parents. This does not have to be a sit down with your two parents family meeting and be like, well, hello, parents. It's time for us to talk. And uh, No, you don't have to do that. If you are super tight with one parent or the other, then like, you know, talk to them. Like, yeah, maybe you're at the grocery store doing whatever. And unfortunately, them saying so-and-so is going to come over and you going, oh, that's actually not communicating. No. It is communicating. You're getting your message across, and I know what you mean, but you do have to use your words. Yes. And also, like, okay, let's talk about parent language, too. So let's say your parents invited over this friend, and you said, ugh. And then later in the evening, when you kind of settled in and you gave up, and you're like, well, fine, we'll play video games together. And they see you playing video games together and getting along. They may think to themselves, Oh, I knew better. Success. Success. I knew she would have way more fun if she had this person over. That's why that doesn't work. That's why you need words. Exactly. Yes. So as much as I love a good old-fashioned groan and whine. And also like, okay, let's be real. Parents think that they're magical sometimes. Yeah, they do. They think they're like doing something wonderful here. But I, I really hope that your parents wouldn't want to put you in a position where you can't say no. I agree. I, I, agree. I have to believe that. So let's, let's figure out what this sounds like and what consequences can look like if they do not comply mm-hmm. with your very reasonable request. Yes. Uh, you want to be the mom or you want to be the asker? We're going to say mom or dad or whatever. I, I want to be the mom. Okay, mom. Okay, and I am reasonable or unreasonable in this scenario? Um, you know what? Let's do reasonable first. Okay. Hello, reasonable mom. Oh, hello. I'm here. I bet you I, I bet you thought I was going to say I'm baking cookies or something like that, but guess what I'm doing? I'm doing woodwork in the garage. That's awesome. What are you making today? A ladder. That's great. I need to go higher. I like to get high. <laughs> what, 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 what? Uh, speaking of that. You know what? That's cool. Just make sure you do it in the house. <laughs> oh, you're the best mom already. Okay. Uh, mom, I wanted to talk to you about something just real quick. Uh, so you know how... Oh. Le- 
we're having the talk. Oh, no, no, no. This has nothing to do with sex, drugs, rock and roll, hula hoops, none of those fancy teen things, Fortnite, not even a close. This is something much simpler, actually. So you've been inviting Lisa over a lot, and she's okay, but to be honest, I think they need a little bit more alone time. So could you talk to me first before you invite her over, or at the very least, maybe invite her over a little less? Oh, yeah. It's just Lisa loves you so much. You know that. Um, and I think Lisa's fine. And uh, I, I have no major beef with Lisa. We're not like fighting or anything. It's just that I prefer to be alone sometimes. And when you invite her over, sometimes she crosses my boundaries and then I have to hang out with her. And it's it's just not a situation that I like. Oh, so good you said that. I know what you mean about alone time. It's why I do this woodworking project. Yeah. Making a ladder. When will that be? It's a be, ladder. Isn't that so cool? When will that be ready for me to, to, to use? To use and get high on. Well, uh, it, I'm going to dedicate the rest of the day to this ladder, so it should be done by tonight. Oh, great. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, I will make sure to not invite Lisa over without your explicit permission. Thanks. Uh, okay, now let's do a few more situations. Yes. So how about one where, but I like inviting her over. You yes. seem to have so much fun yes, when you're yes, together. Yes. Hello, mom. Nice ladder. Thank you. Did it's you make actually that? a step stool. Oh. This mom isn't as good at woodworking. <laughs> so she has to do something shorter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I do you have time for me to talk to you for just oh a minute? Oh my gosh, let me just put the saw down. Okay, I'm ready to talk. What <laughs> what can I do for you? Thank you for putting the saw down. Yep. I appreciate it. And I know that that means that you mean business. Uh, so I noticed you've been inviting Lisa over a lot lately and uh and I get it, like you're friends with her parents and and all that. And when you do, it kind of forces me to hang out with her. And I don't always want to hang out with her. Sometimes I just kind of want to be alone or I want to hang out with someone else. I was wondering if maybe before you invite her over, um, can you actually ask me and see if I want company? Because a lot of the times I actually don't. But you have so much fun whenever Lisa's over. Uh, actually, what I try to do is just kind of go with the flow when she gets here. Because it's not like I can kick her out when she's here. And I think I would have more fun without her. Really? Last time you two were yucking it up, playing your video games, having a great time. Totally. Um, it's just that I like to do multiple things, you know? Like, I like to hang out with people sometimes, and sometimes I like to be alone. And I don't think that you can know which one I want unless you ask me. Okay, but Lisa really loves you, and it would be such a shame if she started asking about you and you guys weren't hanging out as much. Cool. What do you mean? That's not cool. No, I would just walk away at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like at that point, you know, your mom's trying to guilt you. And then I would say that that would be a, your mom's probably inviting Lisa over for other reasons. Like maybe Lisa's the daughter of her boss or something. Yeah. I don't know. No guilt trips allowed. No, no guilt trips allowed. I don't care how old you are. Like what kind of, what kind of rebel teen you may be. Nobody gets to guilt you into hanging out with somebody. Yep. Don't let, don't let them get your hooks in you and start making you feel bad. So let's go with a what I don't think what would happen, but a fully unreasonable parent. And here's the thing. Okay, before we go into this, we're probably going to have a lot of fun with this because unreasonable moms can be a funny thing to pretend to be. <laughs> but we also know that there are real unreasonable moms, um, abusive moms, and that your mom could be one of these. We, we think that at that point, you're going to want to seek out uh, like a higher authority. You're going to want to talk to another adult that you trust. But let's go through this so that you can have some more words in your arsenal and you can go in with uh, low expectations for talking to your parents and maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. Hey, mom, how's the sawing going? 
oh, this isn't a saw. This is a screwdriver. I'm just putting this thing I broke back together. She's, oh. she's not good in this one. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot yeah. she's bad. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so um, do you have a minute to talk real quick? Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm kind of in the middle of something. Oh, sure. I'll, then I'll talk to you later. No, let's talk. Okay, great. So um, just real quick, I wanted to mention that I noticed that you've been inviting Lisa over a lot. And when you invite her over, I usually am obligated to hang out with her. And I don't want to all of the time. You know, sometimes we have fun and that's true. But when you invite her over, when I say no, or you invite her over without asking me, it makes me feel like put upon. And I would rather sometimes have alone time. So going forward, it would be really cool if you could talk to me first before you invite her over. Absolutely not. I, this is my household and I decide who comes in, in and out. That is totally true. And if you want to have Lisa over, I am happy for you to hang out with her. But I would like to personally not be obligated to hang out. And I I don't want to seem like a jerk. Uh, I don't think Lisa is bad, and I don't think you're bad either. It's just that when she comes over and I want to have alone time, I want it to be okay for me to close my bedroom door and do what I want alone. What are you doing that's so important that you can't can hang out with your friends? I, You know, it's something that helps me stay healthy is to have some alone time to clear my head and, and be myself. And sometimes I write in my journal. You know, sometimes I just kind of like mess around online. You know how it is. You like woodworking and you like fixing things. And when you're in here alone and, and screwing stuff back together, it makes you feel good. And it makes you feel like more of your own person. And I'm at the age where I'm figuring out my identity. And I need some alone time to sort myself out and take internal journeys. Doesn't that make sense? So cute. It was so <laughs> lovely. Uh, yeah, but what am I supposed to say to Lisa if she wants to come over now? You're putting all this on me. I think that you may have really low expectations for Lisa. I think Lisa can be understanding if you tell her that I'm just not feeling it right now. Fine. Go to your room since that's what you want to do so badly. I will. And I'm going to go look at Tumblr. <laughs> quietly. Oh, it's hard to bully you. <laughs> so, and, and that's the thing is like, it can be harder to bully a person when you're being very reasonable. And obviously there are plenty of bullies who can like get around any kind of like, you know, rhetoric. Right, right. You know? But I think that well, one of the things I was doing with um, Jen's version of an unreasonable mom is taking your words at face value and parroting them back to you. So if you're like, oh, if you want to be in your room alone, it's like, yeah, you're totally right. And that I, is what I want. That yeah. is what I want. Just kind of do your best to keep a reasonable tone. It is hard. My main piece of advice for how to communicate this is treat this as the reasonable request it is. It is. It is so reasonable. If you get anything out of this, regardless of how this turns out, because we also know that living under your parents' roof is difficult and they do get to make rules when you live there. Regardless of how this turns out, Please at least know that you are not wrong to be, want to be alone or to choose who you get to hang out with. You said currently my only plan is to wait until I graduate, then move away. That's a long-term plan. Let's come up with some things that are smaller and more closer to home that you can execute. And I think you might have to execute this many times over. You might have to remind your parents several times, please don't invite Lisa over without asking me first. Yeah. Please don't. Next time, please don't invite Lisa over without asking me first. I really need to like go in my room and listen to music by myself. And I can't do that when, when a guest is over. Yeah. And, and it's, that's not fair. It's not fair that you have to reassert your boundaries over and over and over again. But try to have the smallest amount of sympathy for your parents who are now dealing with a new way of doing things. And they may sometimes need to be reminded of the instructions of how we are doing things now. 
got to repeat the instructions. That's going to be true all of your your whole life. Is Well, that's at least what I'm learning. Sometimes you got to repeat the boundaries a lot. Unfortunately, the thing to remember is it is not mean to assert your boundary. It is, it is not unkind to have boundaries. It is not mean to assert them. All right. Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you want to send us an email with some questions in it, we would love to give you advice. Email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Alex Cox so much for setting up the studio for us today because we don't know what we're doing. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. And thank you to Monica Verma for agenting. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. I have to burp. Say excuse me. I'm excuse an, I'm me. Still in character. Ian, you have to cut that. <laughs> don't you dare cut that. That burp took so much out of me. It's like part of my life force leaked out at the same time. <laughs> Plenty of minute to recuperate. <sighs> okay. I'm, I'm back to sawing. Saw, saw, saw. Oh, she's back. Okay.